Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So we've been frantically working on our book and getting it all set for publication in May. So we've been uh, running some some recorded uh, presentations in the last couple of weeks, but we're back in the saddle, back live. And both of us, I think, Jeffrey, have been thinking about this notion of psychological safety. And listeners have heard us talk about that before, but it's uh, uh, linked in the show notes for, for all the details. It was Google's number one contributor for uh, effective teams. It's the basically the idea that what you, what you need is to share information within your team, not terribly controversial, but the challenge is that sometimes that doesn't feel safe. And um, Amy Edmondson came up with this whole notion of psychological safety, how you could measure it, how you could understand how your team is feeling about sharing possibly difficult information, possibly challenging information. We're going to be late for this sprint. Uh, this item is out of scope. Um, the, the requirements for this feature are changing. And it, it seems that just from the name that what you'd need was, is some kind of safety, that you need some kind of safe space, that you need to make sure people feel that they're not being blamed. This is what we often do in, in retrospectives. And we will say, no, we're, we're going to start with the prime directive that everyone was basically trying their best. And Jeffrey, is, is that enough? Is that, is that what you need in order to get psychological safety? Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's it's not, and I think this is what I wanted to talk about this week, and so I'm glad we were able to uh, to bring this up. And I was I was spurred uh, on this line of thinking because of a blog post uh, that we will share, and it's uh, titled uh, "Withholding Information," and it's from the Software Lifecycle uh, blog. And the entry describes a very uh, interesting scenario, and I think it's it illustrates how. When people talk about what it takes for a, a, to have a safe environment, what they're describing is something that's necessary, but but not sufficient. So the what I often hear is people would say, well, the the assumption works like this: if we have succeeded in creating a safe environment, if people know they won't be blamed, uh, and and there be no repercussions for what they're doing, then uh, sort of the belief is that naturally uh, people will share the relevant information and we can have productive discussions. Um, it, my view is that that's not true, that actually that to, to, to learn to share information effectively is actually a skill that people need to develop. And now certainly if you have an unsafe environment, it will prevent people from speaking, but that merely having a safe environment isn't sufficient for people to share relevant information. And this is the, the, the story that was in the blog. It described a, a workshop on uh, an incident analysis. So this is something like a root cause analysis that people would have uh, be, might be more familiar with, but the idea is it goes with the idea that there's not a single root cause. So this is a, a workshop on how we're going to analyze incidents that have, have happened in our, in our environment. Um, so in a, for a software environment that something's gone wrong and we're trying to understand what happened. And, and, and let me just check something because there, there's a bit I got confused about in reading it. This is a workshop that's kind of an abstract workshop. This, is, this isn't um, happening at the, the, the writer's work or something like that where they're trying to analyze oh, yeah, an incident point. that yeah, happened this... yesterday. That's right. It wasn't a workshop on an incident. It was, it was a, a workshop teaching people um, the basics of how you run an incident analysis. So it was a, it was a learning opportunity. And then uh, people were asked to um, practice the techniques using a real incident that they had. So there was groups and they were uh, reviewing an incident someone brought, but it wasn't among coworkers. It wasn't an incident that where the analysis that was being done in the group was 
uh, going to have any impact because these these people didn't work with each other. It was just purely a learning environment. And, and this seems like the perfect example of a of a safe environment. So um, exactly, if if I were to say, you know, it was all that Jeffrey's fault, that might be a, a that might not be helpful. It might be something I learn from the workshop leader, but I wouldn't piss off Jeffrey because he doesn't actually work with me, so it, it doesn't actually matter. <laughs> so this That's this right. should be a safe environment. This should be have all the the hallmarks uh, for yeah, easy information sharing. And the problem is, of course, it didn't happen. Hence the title of the of the blog post. <laughs> that's right. It, what, the thing that gets that's interesting to me about this is that is part of in the blog post they describe that even as as part of the setup for the workshop, um, it, there was some explanation about what what we're trying to do is is gather facts. We're trying to bring all the relevant information in, and that we're trying to avoid the original sin of um, coming to it uh, with a solution already in mind. Uh, and and so really just we're trying to the, the analysis of the incident is not um, a, about um, how do I uh, d- prove uh, that that my reason was correct and we're just we're the, the the whole technique is about generating information and uh, so then the 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 story that someone shared um, talked about how they had tried to do uh, a database change but then there was a, a problem and it couldn't go forward so they had to they tried to correct the problem and eventually had to roll back and try again and so the the, the whole scenario with a, of this unsuccessful uh, deployment uh, finished around five o'clock in the morning and uh, so it was that was a it was a pretty clear incident where something had gone wrong um, and uh, and it had an impact on the team so there was a very clear incident and they were that was the, what they were talking through now when they were when they were done, they had what they said, okay, well, this, you know, when we look back at all of our data, we, we think the, the key problem was um, a lack of access to the, to the system, and that prevented us from doing what we think would have been right. And so far, that sounds great, right, Jeffrey? I haven't missed something. Yeah. That, that sounds like a super Successful. retrospective. They got to the right result, discovered something they could fix, give somebody some access, won't happen again. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what <clears throat> what this group was. Now to be clear, again, to, so the 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 scenario is is clear. The, this group is basically it's one person's uh, incident, and everyone else is helping them practice the technique because these people aren't coworkers. So in the case where even if you'd said, oh, the the problem was you know Jeffrey's fault because he didn't you know allow us to have access, Jeffrey's not even there. <laughs> so yep. it's it, it, you should, should be you should completely have this, safe. Should be completely safe. But then after all the workshop was done, uh, the person who brought the instance said, "Oh yeah, um, it 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 turned out uh, that that they hadn't shared all the information that they had. They left out details because quote unquote they didn't want to go there. And in fact, they had come to the in the discussion. They'd already decided that the problem was a, a lack of access. That was their that their frame, and they shared the information that supported their." the position that they already had. And suppress the information that didn't support their conclusion. That's right. And now it, it, people might be tempted to say, well, this is an aberrant behavior. You know, I mean, yes, uh, clearly this is someone who, who, who didn't understand. Um, but I think if I look at my own experience, what, what we see here is, uh, is, is very typical. What I like about it is it's very clear that uh, this this uh, environment was a, a learning environment where none of the consequences that people would often blame for withholding information are present, right? You, you don't have, it, there's nothing here you can blame on the tyrannical bosses and uh, a toxic environment, anything else. That's not there. It's not to say that those things aren't problems, but I'm just saying removing them is not sufficient. For people to actually 
learn to share information is again is this is a skill that people need to practice and um, that's the kind of thing when we when we talk about in our book or when we do our uh, course on difficult conversations or we do workshops in diverse companies we're, we're teaching people skills to say how they can analyze their conversations and find out where they're not actually sharing their feelings uh, and not sharing all of the relevant information and it, it because it takes work and and we see that it's not simply a function of uh, the environment, but the but people's own uh, awareness that there is something that they're withholding. And at this moment, I you know I really want to say for the listeners, like if you want to apply this, think of your own last time you had a difficult conversation, last time you had a meeting that you're in where that, that wasn't fantastic, and think what was it you were thinking and feeling that you weren't sharing, and and why was it? Because uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you'll find uh, our our view would be you're missing out uh, by not uh, sharing those feelings and, and thoughts that are coming up in the meeting. We had this beautiful example the last time we were teaching the the, the course where somebody commented, um, you know, gee, I'm, I'm nervous that if I share this information, it'll harm the relationship. I don't know the people very well. I'm, I'm not really sure about sharing it. It was a, this great kind of transitional period where the person said, well, it would be really useful. Now I'm convinced this would be useful, but I, I'm still nervous about what I could do about it. I might annoy <laughs> people by, by sharing it. And that's exactly where you are when you're learning it. You're, you're like, man, th this is risky. This is dangerous. What, 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 do we, what do you recommend that people do if they, they have that reaction to what we're suggesting? Oh, my God. In the <laughs> retrospective, I might say something threatening. What, yeah, what, what it, should they do? It's a good thing. Is this recursive? So you know, you can you, this this feeling that you're having is something you can share. So first, you have the the thought that you want to share, but then you have the nervousness about sharing it. You can share your nervousness about sharing it, and it's it. it I really like that example because we, here we have someone who was uh, again in our in our course who had been convinced that sharing, being transparent about and sharing information was the right thing to do, but they were stuck. And they had a, a new, a, a new fact that they could share, which is that they were nervous. But their instinct, uh, their their learned instinct, was not to share it, but rather to withhold it. And I think that's that really goes to the point we're talking about here, which is the instinct that people have by default is to withhold information that is potentially threatening or embarrassing, even when they've been convinced that sharing threatening, potentially threatening or embarrassing information is the right thing to do, and that's even their aim in the moment. They still get stuck because they they are not uh, practiced at saying something like, um, "Hey, I have something I want to share, but I'm I'm nervous. Uh, you know, we're we're new colleagues, and I don't know what the group norms are. Um, what would be the best way for me to share this information so that it, it will be seen as being productive uh, with the group? Something like that is is, is there, there requires practice to be able to produce, um, and, and that's what makes it a, a skill. Um, and, and I think that's it's an important addition for people to have the idea of skill development on sharing information, not simply changing the environment. And, and yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of safe environment you've created. In that case, uh, even if the the leader of the new team said, "Now this is a place that we where we value psychological safety, and we want you to report errors and problems, and uh, we're very interested in you turn to this poor person who was in our course." That person, without having developed skills, is unlikely to produce what you just described. Might say, "Yeah, everything's fine," whereas, in <laughs> fact, nothing's fine. The person's nervous and has some information that is not being shared. 
that would be typical behavior. Listeners should not feel bad if that's their experience. <laughs> that's absolutely normal. You're human. That, that's right. And it and it and it takes a practice to be able to um, share these things. And and you have a really good story about where it made a, a very uh, important difference with some people who had been practicing uh, uh, sharing. Uh, th- their their thoughts and feelings, and I was wondering if you could you could tell us that story about the uh, the client you've oh, been working yeah. with. One of my favorite stories. So I, I'm working with the leadership team at a, a client, and they're uh, it's a small startup trying to develop and grow and go into new areas. And uh, they had some initiative. I've, it's been so long, I, I now can't remember what the initiative was. But they were going to try a new nifty, amazing thing, and and marketing said, "Here's how we're going to market it." And the um, head of uh, engineering said, here's how we're going to build the new product. And the um, uh, customer service people said, here's how we're going to write the blog posts that tell people how to use it and so on. So going around the room with everyone sharing information about the the amazing new initiative. And at some point, it, it was the founder. Um, we'd all been practicing um, psychological safety skills, so um, sharing information that was difficult. And it was the founder who, uh, after everyone had gone around the circle, said, you know, there's just something that's bothering me about this. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. And that's where I was so proud of him for for practicing and, and using the skill because um, this was uh, threatening. He was being unclear. He didn't know what was bothering him about it. Uh, but he, he raised it. He said, I, I, I value sharing this information, even though it's vague and unclear, and I'm not even sure if I'm right, there's just something that bugs me about this. And then what was amazing was then to watch everybody in the room go around the circle again, and each one said, you know, it was bugging me too, but I thought everybody else was going <laughs> along with it, so I was just uh, carrying on. So yeah, I didn't think it was going to work, and you know, I don't think people will really uh, adopt it, and I don't think it's technically feasible, and um, I'm, I'm not sure we can really market it. <laughs> so we got all the way around, and we didn't do the new thing because um, everybody thought it was a bad idea, but everyone thought everyone else thought it was a great idea. So that's the example of the, the norms again. If you don't question them, you can assume what they are, and you, you get norms that are not what you... Uh, would like them to be right, and and, and it's it's so interesting for me. It's it's really a great example there of what you can uh, get as a as a win when you've developed the skills to actually be able to uh, uh, share these these uh, thoughts and feelings, uh, and you can get wins that beyond what you uh, would have expected in the moment. Uh, I, it sounds like you're uh, uh, you're a founder there didn't really expect that the outcome would be to upset the whole apple cart of what people were on board with, but he still, he believed that it was important to share it, even though he didn't expect it to have any particular effect. That's exactly right. Yeah, he, he was just sharing it because it was bugging him, and he knew his instinct. He had created a different habit in himself than the natural one you were just talking about of withholding the information. He'd created through practice the habit of sharing the information, and that's a tough habit to create. That's right. For me, the big message that I wanted to talk about this week is that um, having a safe environment is not enough if you need to have people be practicing the skills of communication uh, if you want to get the, the learning outcomes. Excellent. Well, you can certainly find out more about that with uh, previous episodes. So we haven't told you how to practice those skills, but there are plenty of uh, previous episodes of Troubleshooting Agile material on our website, conversationaltransformation.com, as well as at troubleshootingagile.com. And if you're not clear about how to do those things after checking out some of those free resources, get in touch with us. You can do that on the Twitter and email and the other things. All the links are at uh, troubleshootingagile.com. And we'd sure like to hear about your experiences either 
either with creating psychological safety, what's worked for you, or not having it. Are you feeling like the, the person in the blog post who uh, is sharing information only as far as uh, is suitable to, to, to their uh, desired outcomes and, and not sharing everything? We'd love to hear from you about those things. Also would appreciate it if you'd click the subscribe button or anything else in your app of choice that lets you hear from us each Wednesday because we, we like coming back to, to talk to you uh, every time, every week. And uh, we'll see you next week with more on Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Grant.